Good evening, everybody. I have the privilege tonight uh, to talk to you guys about Article 4. Um, in case you don't know, uh, Pastor and Kim is at a prayer conference, uh, and where that's at, uh, I'm not sure, uh, but that's where they are, and the Lord knows where they are, so that's what matters. Um, but tonight, uh, we are going to talk about Article 4. We believe that all have sinned and came short of the glory of God, and that repentance is commanded of God for all and necessary for forgiveness of sins. Yes and amen. I kidded with Tara earlier today. I said, uh, I'm going to come up and say Romans 3.23, for all sin and fallen short of the glory of God, amen. No, just kidding. Um, but seriously, um, can it be that simple? Um, is it that simple? Um, I think uh, I personally uh, too many times make the gospel too hard. I make the gospel too hard for myself. I make the gospel too hard for others. Um, but it says that we are to have childlike faith. Um, and it doesn't mean that childlike faith is uh, intelligence of. Uh, but I think too many times we go at it trying to decipher it um, as a head knowledge. Um, and we are to love the Lord God with all the heart, soul, and mind. Um, but let's start in Romans chapter 5. Uh, verse 12. Uh, Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 12. Uh, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because of his, all has sinned. For all indeed were as in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not yet was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God of the free gift of the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the rest of the one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought forth brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through one, that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespasses lead to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men." For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many were made righteous. Now the law has come to increase the trespass, and where sin increased, grace abounds all the more. So that as sin reigns in death, grace also reigns through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, as our article states, we have all messed up. We've all sinned. Um, and what does that do? It separates us um, from our Savior. It separates us from God Almighty, from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, uh, as we talked about in Article 2. Um, again, Article 1, we believe 
in the veritable inspiration of the Bible. Um, we are going to be in the Bible a lot tonight. Um, that's what that's how I teach. That's what I teach on. Um, and again, I believe all the Scripture is God's holy spoken word. Um, and without it, none of us would be even be in this room. And is my thought pattern behind that. Um, not only that, but again, uh, as we try to teach the kids, um, and is my own personal belief, uh, is we are to read and pray and do it every day. We are to be in His Word. Uh, you know, John one one, He is the Word. Um, so again, to get to know who Christ and our Savior is, we got to be in His Word. Um, so what is sin? Uh, sin is trust, uh, transgression of the law of God, or simply put, rebellion against God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, John 1, chapter 3, verse 8. Sorry, I just lost my notes. Uh, John chapter 1, uh, excuse me, First John chapter 3, verse 8. Whosoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning, and the reason that God, the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. Um, again, from the beginning, uh, there was sin. And uh, again, for the ones that were on the marriage retreat, I wish I could bring uh, the teaching that we set in Friday night uh, about the difference in Genesis 3 and sin and Genesis 2 and alone. Um, but I couldn't bring that any kind of justification, so I'm not even going to try. Um, but I'm hoping that one day we can hear that again so we can share it with others. Um, but again, the sin problem. Where did the sin problem come from? Um, you know, again, uh, the devil himself uh, was um, cast out of heaven. Uh, if you look at Ezekiel chapter 28, starting in verse 13, you were in... You were in Eden, the garden of God. And it goes on and describes, um, if you read uh, all of that in versing, and again, that's Ezekiel 28, 13 through 19. Uh, and just for time's sake, I'm not going to read it all. Um, but it tells us that, again, uh, Satan himself disguised himself as um, a serpent um, and was in the garden of Eden and went to Eve and said, Hey, look, um, did God truly say that you would surely die um you know and so we have an adversary do we know who that is um you do we know where he came from do we know who created him um again all things were created through christ jesus um as uh, dr moser talked about last week all things uh, were created through christ jesus um is our article three uh, believing that christ jesus is the only begotten son of the father uh conceived of the holy spirit uh, born to the Virgin Mary, crucified, buried, raised from the dead, and he ascended to heaven as today at the right hand of the Father as our intercessor. Um, we have an enemy. Do we know who our enemy is? Um, and again, when, when you go to battle, uh, you study your enemy just as much as you study those who are going to go to battle with you. Um, if you don't know who your enemy is, um, I fail to say that you're probably going to lose the battle. Um, you know, so again, where did he come from? How big does he think he is? How good does he think he is? Uh, so on and so forth. Uh, don't believe the devil's lie. The devil's lie is that I do not exist. The devil's lie is that I am bigger than God. The devil's lie is that you are a liar. 
And again, he is the father of the lies. So he is our adversary. He is the one that stands against us. Um, you know, going on and um, what I think uh, is hard for us to, under, or hard for me to understand, I'll rephrase that, um, is, um, you know, the, the 72 went out and came back and they were, they were rejoicing with, with Jesus and say, man, we could even cast demons out of people and your name is above all names. And Jesus looked at him and said, I saw Satan, and this is Luke 10, 18, Luke 10, 18, um, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Do we truly understand that the Son of God and the Satan himself was in the beginning? They were there. That is who tempted Eve. Um, again, and that's where the sin problem, the rebellion against uh, God the Father started. Um, that's where it entered. Uh, and again, that is uh, where, what we read about in Romans 5, 12 through 21, and it's again referencing Genesis chapter 3, uh, 1 through 19. Um, but particularly talking about Genesis uh, chapter 3, um, verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be deceived to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and ate. Um, again, in, in my um, lack of understanding um, through uh, my adolescence of teaching and not reading scripture for myself, just going by the teachings that I sat under um, on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night um, or what have you, I didn't understand that Adam was actually standing with Eve in the garden when the temptation happened. Um, again, she couldn't take, eat, and hand to him without being in arm's distance. Um, you know, again, Presley, take this. You can't because you're not close enough. No one's close enough to take. So again, Adam was with her and next to her and should have said, Hey, Eve, don't you remember our conversation? We're not to eat of that tree. But unfortunately, he stood by her and stood in agreement with her uh, and protected the food. Because again, as husband and wife, we become one. Um, if you go back to uh, Genesis 2.20, uh, when God seen that, again, Adam was by himself and was alone, and he made Eve out of him, bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Um, and it ends chapter 2 with, you know, we are to leave our mother and fathers and cling to our spouse. So, um, where sinner, that's where sin entered in. Um, you know, when do we sin? And... Uh, when I was when I was looking at this, I was like, okay, who's the what, when, where, who, how, why uh, behind sin? Um, and, you know, when do we sin? And I started thinking about, um, you know, do we really get the option? Did I, can I go back and remember the first time that I sinned? Can I go back and remember the first time that I knew that I did wrong? And... Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of memory prior to like the eighth grade, freshman year, high school, what have you. Um, it's just the way that, uh, unfortunately, my brain works. Um, and so I couldn't go back far enough to where I know that I knew right from wrong. Um, if, uh, I feel sorry for a lot of my teachers uh, that I had in grade school. Uh, if you can believe this or not, uh, whatever line they laid in the sand, I was that kid that was 
on and over and probably maybe twingling on that line and, uh, and put a lot of teachers to their grips. But again, um, I knew right from wrong. So at that point, I needed a Savior to save me, to bring me back to the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Um, but David says in Psalms uh, 51 verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Um, Job 1.21, Job 1.21, he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Bless the name of the Lord. What is he saying? He came into this world with nothing. He's going to leave with nothing. But what did he do while he was here? What did he entrust in? Who? Did he entrust in? Um, again, too many times um, I put myself on that throne that the Lord Jesus, God Almighty, should be on. I entrust in myself and in the pride of myself and in the being of who I am to know that I can get myself uh, through this um, journey of life. Um, but again, uh, I hope that I have uh, turned a new leaf and became a new creature. Uh, and gave, again, the Lord gave to the Lord, and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, God is sovereign. Um, you know, I shared with you guys, being in uh, Roatan, Honduras, um, in the landfill, man, it's just, it is a heartbreaking experience. Um, if you've never seen poverty um, at its worst, um, I can't describe it to you. I can't show you pictures that, that give it um, vindication. Um, there's just nothing that I can do unless you experience that to see people who live in the dumps um, and that you go to talk to uh, and you're afraid to talk to them too long because a truck's backing in and it might be their only meal of the day that's going to dump there in the landfill and they go walking away from you to get that meal. Um, it's just heartbreaking. Um, you know, and then to leave that experience and know that God is still sovereign. You know, God lets it rain on the just and the unjust. Um, and it's 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 hard it's hard for me uh, to understand that um, it's hard for me to know uh, that that the God I love and the God that I entrust in gave me away um, and what I mean by that is uh, Ephesians chapter two starting verse one through three Ephesians chapter two verses one through three and you were dead in the trespasses and sins and once you in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of the disobedient, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and were the nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, sorry, that's starting in verse 4, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And that's one through five. I apologize. I wrote that down wrong. Uh, so that's one through five. Um, you know, again, why do we sin? As I was talking about earlier, I start, I start trusting in this guy. Um, and I think we all battle uh, what they call the big three or what I call the big three. Um, and that's lust, entitlement, and pride. Lust. I want what you want. Not only do I want what you want, but I want what you want, and I want it better. And I want it newer, and I want it prettier, and I want it to be the best that I can have and get. Um, and that is the nature of man. Again, that's what is in our heart. Um, I think uh, what uh, I understand 
uh, and what uh, I've been learning and what have you is that sin is a heart problem. We have a, we have a heart problem when we're sinning. Um, it's, it's, it's in the wrong in, in place. And again, uh, lust would be James chapter 4, James chapter 4, starting in verse 2. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covenant and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you are asking wrongly to spend it on your own passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is intimate with God? Therefore, whosoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Again, do I put my, do I put my trust in the world? Do I put my trust in myself? Or am I putting my trust in God the Father? Um, you know, and so this is our sin problem. This is uh, where it has came in. And, and again, that's, that's the lust problem is the want. Um, you know, and then again, once you get there, uh, then it's the entitlement. Well, I deserve it. You know, I've been good for two or three years. Um, you know, I've, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Um, you know, I went to church on Sunday, and I went to church on Wednesday, and, and it's okay if I do this little thing, you know. It's okay if I just tell this little white lie, uh, and we justify it. Um, you know, and that's where entitlement comes also. Uh, James chapter 1, uh, verse 15. Then desire, when is conceived, gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully grown, brings forth death. Do we truly understand and know that our sin life ends in a physical death. And it's our choice to decide what is our life after death. It's your choice. It's my choice. God blessed us with free will. Um, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, but like I tell the kids, um, you know, as a, as a parent, I've been able to tell my kid, don't touch the hot stove. You know, don't touch the hot stove, 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 don't touch the hot stove. Um, any nurses in here? No? Okay, well, I'm, I imagine if there was, I'm sure there's at least daily a child that shows up at a hospital that has touched a hot stove or a hot pot or a hot pan. Why? Because of free will. We want the best for our kids. I want the best for your youth. I want the best for our youth. I want the best for our church. That's what I want. But out of free will, we don't always make the right choices. Um, but again, it's, are we, are we, it comes back to, again, that sin problem. Are we entrusting in ourselves? Are we walking with the Lord and walking in the Spirit and reading the Word and absorbed in, the, in, in Him? And then pride. Um, pride is... Uh, pride is before a great fall. Um, I, uh, Jaden and I have talked about this conversation a couple times, and I sent a picture to him one time. It's a, a soldier, and he's all armored up. You know, he's, he don't have anywhere to look, but he's got a little slit for his eyes to be able to see, and there's an arrow sticking through the eye slit. Because, again, you know, pride before a great fall. Do we cover it all? Are we covering it all? Um, but first, John... Chapter 2, verse 16. 1 John, chapter 2, verse 16. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Um, you know, again, we could go on all night 
uh, talking about sin, past sin, uh, current sin, um, and future sin. Again, the world that we live in um, is a desolate place, uh, but we are to be the light of the world. Um, you know, and so uh, with that being said, uh, Genesis 5 talks about uh, the Lord saw the wickedness of man great in the earth and that every intention of thoughts of the, his heart were only evil continuously. Um, Genesis, sorry, Genesis 8.21, and the Lord smelled the aroma. Uh, and, the, and again, this is, this is after Noah uh, built an altar and burnt the incense there. And, and when the Lord smelled, this is Genesis 8.21, and when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intentions of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. Um, you know, so he gave us a way to take care of our sin problem. Um, and uh, if you'll bring up that slide um, for me, just if y'all don't get anything else um, out of tonight's lesson, um, I, would, I would hope that you would write this down and see it. You've probably seen it before. Um, I've talked about this uh, before, but truly, truly get this um, if you've never seen this before. Pre-fall, so again, before Eve took of the fruit of good and evil, man, Adam and Eve, had the choice to be able not to sin or to be able to sin. It was their choice. Um, after their fall, um, which I think none of us were there, so uh, we've all been conceived afterwards. And as David told us, um, as we were conceived from our mother's womb, we were conceived in sin. So number two says, post-fall, man is not able not to sin. When you look at this world that we're living in, and you're seeing them live in their sin and their filth, um, let us love them, but allow us to love them uh, with a repentance heart and allow us to tell them to repent. Um, unfortunately, um, I think um, from my personal view, I was told too much God is love, and I wasn't gave a fear of hell. Hell was not talked about enough in my life and in my adolescence. Um, that I believe it was in years prior to mine. You know, when I talk to people, they talk about, you know, every Sunday there was a talk about hell. And now how often do we hear it? How often is it talked about? How often does it come from our pulpits? Um, and I mean the church as a church in a whole. Um, when I talk to uh, my, my coworkers, uh, luckily I, I work with a lot of men that um, are godly men, and we have conversations um, and one of the guys we were talking about, uh, talking about how often is hell preached at your church? Uh, and he said, well, unfortunately, the, the going thing in our family is, is that every Sunday we sit and we'll see how many times the word is hell mentioned. He said last year it was three. It was three times that the word hell was mentioned from the pulpit of their church. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that here I believe that we do mention from time to time and have a reverence that the devil is real, that he is more powerful than what most give him credit to. Uh, again, if you go back and read uh, Ezekiel chapter 28, 13 through 19, it'll tell you how beautiful he was, um, what a worshiper he was. 
um, how he was created and why he was created. But what he did is he so chose to let unrighteousness build up in him and let pride build up in him. Um, and, you know, he was, he was cast down. Again, he was cast out of heaven. Uh, and we'll get there in a few minutes. Um, but again, but God created a way for us to be brought back. God created a way for us to be able to enjoy his original plan. His original plan was to walk in the cool of the day with us. His original plan was for us to be able to have communion with him. And through redemption and through a repentance heart, man is able not to sin. But it's only through Christ Jesus. It's only through granting the helper. It's only by truly walking by the Spirit and being in the Spirit. Nothing that Billy can do. Billy can do nothing to be able to gain the ability not to sin. But if Billy puts his trust in Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the teaching that he gives and dwell in his spirit, he gets the availability to be able not to sin. Um, and one day we're all going to die, um, either by the grace of the rapture, Lord Jesus, please come soon, allow us to press on and press in and press to it, uh, but we're all going to receive a glorified body. We're all going to go back to his original plan. We're all going to meet him in the air. Um, and there's two things that are going to happen. You're either going to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, or depart from me, for I never knew you. Those are true conversations that we are going to hear when we leave this physical body. There's two things you're going to hear. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Not, well done, thy good and faithful teacher. Well done, thy good and faithful preacher. Well done, thy good and faithful worker. Well done, anything else you want to put in there. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Who are we serving? What are we serving? And why are we serving? You know, why do you come here on Sunday? Why do you come here on Wednesday? Why do you come here to have a prayer service? Why do you come here to have a Bible reading? Why? And the why behind the what is that we are coming here to learn how to be servants of each other. We're coming here to learn how to be servants for this world. Because through love are we going to gain others. Again, if we lift him up, he will draw all people groups unto him. Or we're all kidding ourselves and we're going to hear, depart from me for I never knew you. Again, I want us to have a true understanding that there is a heaven and there is a hell. And I want us all to have that repentant heart and be able to enjoy that glorified body. Um, and again, that's, that's talking, so if you break Article 4 down, we believe that all have sinned and came short of the glory of God, and that repentance is commanded of God. Uh, so again, that's, that was all about sin, um, and now we're going to talk about repentance. Um, when you break down the word repentance um, in the easiest form that I could break it down, uh, again, I'm a simple individual, um, is to change one's mind. You know, you can, you can say I'm sorry, or you can say I regret, or you can have remorse, but until you allow the Lord Jesus Christ to truly change your mind and to change your thought pattern and to rely upon him and not upon yourself to be able to come into the knowledge of repentance, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. 
It's not because, again, you're still going to be relying upon yourself. And your mind is eventually going to circle back to it. You may have put up blocks. You may have done this. But until you truly step into him and allow him to give you that full repentance and change of mind and heart, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, again, we have CR on Monday nights. We all have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Um, and in coming to uh, CR the first few times, I was like, yeah, Pastor, I'll be there. I'll, I'll help. Uh, but until I went through 12 steps, uh, there's a lot that even I was still in denial of. Uh, there's a lot that I was still uh, hadn't dealt with or pushed aside and what have you. Um, and so, again, just gaining that full acknowledgement and repentance to change one's mind. Um, Matthew uh, chapter 22, uh, 37 through 40. I don't know. Matthew 27, no, 22, I'm sorry. Matthew 22, I don't have this one, Kirsten. 22, 37 through 40. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the greatest and first command, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depend on on the law and the prophets. Um, and again, and bringing that up is, again, until we change our heart, our mind, and our soul to love the Lord God and to love each other. Um, and not only each other, but to love our neighbor. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know most of my neighbors. I've got such a busy life. We've got so much going on. Um, you know, we live in a neighborhood, and I don't know most of them. But is it just the neighbors that I live next to that I'm supposed to love? Is it just the neighbors that I work with that I'm supposed to love? Or is it that jerk that cuts me off that I want to run down, stop my brakes in front of him, pull him out of his car, shake him a little bit, really tell him who he is? Am I supposed to love him? Yeah. I'm not supposed to act a fool like I used to act. I'm not supposed to do the crazy things that I used to do. And my family can more than once occasion tell you that I may or may not have done those kind of things. Okay? Um, I drive a little different when I'm by myself uh, than I do with my families in the car. And I drive a lot different than if somebody is with me uh, that is not as on my flesh and blood. Um, again, you know, I'm a little more a, law, a law-abiding citizen uh, when I have somebody that's in the car that's not a flesh and blood. George, quit laughing at me. So, um, but again, repentance. Uh, what does it look like? What is it? Um, Acts chapter 17, uh, verse 29 through 31. Again, that's Acts chapter 17, 29 through, through 31. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone or an image formed by the art or imagination of God. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And this has been given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Again, there's no excuse. We don't have an excuse. There will not be an excuse for any of us. Uh, if you are in the sound of my voice, 
only, only Christ Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through me. That's it. Who are we telling that to? When's the last time you told that to somebody you didn't know? Shamefully, it's been a while for myself. In my own busyness, have I not shared the greatest news that I have? The greatest news that we can tell anybody is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And as he says, he is the only way. He is the truth, and he is the light. Titus 2, 11 through 14. Titus 2, 11 through 14. For the grace of God appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us all lawlessness and to purify himself a people of his own passion who are zealous for good works. What are we doing? What are we trying to do? Who are we trying to do it for? How come? Which, what direction? You know, I, I come here serving your youth department, but that's not the only reason I come. You know, I don't wake up Sunday morning and think, ah, I got to make it to church again. Ah, Sunday school starts at 930. I got to get up. I got to go. I try to always prepare my heart and to walk in this building saying, thank you, Lord, that I have the opportunity again to come worship your holy name. Thank you, God, that I have the opportunity to be able to come and sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Ten years ago, Paige drugged me here. Ten years ago, I came because I got to see some people that I enjoyed to talk to, to befriend. Now, I truly always try to come to be able to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. I truly try to come to be able to learn more of his word, to come and to, to teach. Because again, guys, as, as everyone here understands, if you can teach something, you know it. And if you can't teach it, then you don't know it. Um, you know, again, our slogan to read and pray and do it every day, allow us to truly be in, be in his word and be of his will. Isaiah 45, 22 through 25. Isaiah 45, 22 through 25. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn from my mouth out of, in, excuse me, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Only in the Lord it shall be said of me, our righteous and strength to him shall come and be ashamed all who were increased against him. In the Lord all, all the offspring of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Again, where do we gain our strength? Where does it come from? You know, our strength, as he, was, as he was there in Isaiah, he was trying to encourage Isaiah. Look, your strength comes from me and nothing else. Um, allow us to return our strength to him. Allow us to ask him for strength. Again, we ask not because we have not. 
Um, Luke 24, 44 through 49. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, This it is written, that the Christ should suffer on the third day raised from the dead, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins shall be proclaimed in the name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are a witness of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Again, our cry to this world should be repent. Repent, 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 repent. Um, you know, in having conversation with a gentleman here lately, um, he was uh, unfortunately um, condemning one that was standing on a street corner saying, fear the Lord God Almighty for he's coming and talking about how his message was that of fear and not that of love. Um, and I disagreed with the gentleman. I said, hey, look, you know, we, we are to preach love. But if you go back to when John the Baptist was proclaiming the word of the Lord, what was his message? And we'll read it in just a few minutes. Matthew chapter 3, repent for the time is at hand. Repent for the time is near. Repent, repent, repent. Should we do it in love? Yes, without question. Um, but are, is our message repent and that hell exists? James chapter 4, starting in verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. You double-minded, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Again, um, I tell people all the time, I am just trying to get through this life being a humble servant. I'm just trying to get through this life being a humble servant. Um, too many times... Um, I even let those pats on the back, hey, you're doing a good job. Or, you know, and again, I'm trying to get that justification um, from man. And so I'm trying to humbly live this life being a servant for others. Um, when, you wrote, when you read back, pull, pull verse 7 back up, Kirsten. Um, James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Too many times I submit myself to other things. Too many times Christians go submitting themselves to their own teaching, to their own opinion, to their own what have you. But allow us to truly submit ourselves to God. And through His power and through all that He did on the cross for us, through His blood, can we resist the devil and he will flee from you without question. Um, but the word submit um, is, is a word that's, that's unique. I can say, um, you know, I submit to my wife, or I submit to these things. And it's easy to submit as long as we agree. My household's pretty cool as long as everything's going well. Um, but when she has an opinion and I have a different opinion, 
it doesn't always go real well, right? Because I want my opinion to be my opinion, and she wants her opinion to be her opinion. And the same comes with the Lord. Guys, there's, there's times that the Lord will ask me to do something that's out of my comfort zone. Tonight is a night that the Lord has asked me to be out of my comfort zone. This isn't something that, that, I'm, that I think that I'm good at. I am a, a teacher of words, and that's why, again, I bring the word because that's all I got. Billy's opinion doesn't matter. The Word is what matters. That's why we're, we're thick in Scripture. That's why everything that I'm bringing to you, it's with Scripture. Because I am nothing. If I don't submit myself to Him, I can't bring you anything. I can bring you nothing. Again, as, as the Old Testament says, my righteousness is filthy rags. So if my righteousness is filthy rags, what is my ugliness? I've often contemplated that. So if my goodness, the best thing that I can come in here and give you and bring to you is nothing but filthy rags without the Lord, what does my pride look like? What does my lust look like? What does my entitlement look like? What does the things that when I depend on me look like? Looks like darkness. But God, through a crimson blood, washes me white as snow. But God, through whatever you think you have done or whatever the worst that you think you are and whatever lie the devil whispers in your ear, you're the worst of this. You're the only one that's ever done that. You're going to be the worst here. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. You submit yourself to God Almighty and you say only because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross and through his blood through the crimson blood of his gift, free gift to us, are we washed white as snow. Repent is a um, hundred and something times throughout Scripture. I mean, there's just verse after verse. Uh, and I was, I was just trying to pull out a few that I really, 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 really liked. Um, second, uh, 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 second Colossians 7.14, if my people who are called by name humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Uh, Matthew 3, chapter 2, again, John the Baptist's preaching in the wilderness was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Matthew 4:17 Christ himself brought repentance. Christ himself first message was for the time that Jesus began to preach saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 9 verse 13 um, the scripture caught me kind of funny. Um, I'm like, all right, sweet, Jesus has got a sense of humor. So Matthew chapter 9, verse 13, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I've come to not call the righteous, but the sinners. Again, guys, we can come in here with a head knowledge, and we can study the Bible, but if we never put it to application, it means nothing. Um, 
it's been a while since I've looked up this uh, stat and statistic, uh, but the first time I heard it, uh, we were in Derek's class uh, back when we had the foundations class. And um, at that time, 92% of the world believed that there was an individual named Jesus Christ that lived on this earth. 92% of the world believed that there was a rabbi, Jewish teacher, named Jesus Christ that lived on the face of this earth. Out of the 92%, 38% believed that the man named Jesus Christ, that was a rabbi, Jewish teacher, died a Roman's death through crucifixion. Out of the 38% that believed that Christ died on a cross and is the Son of God is only about 12%. I would imagine that today those standards are a whole lot less. There's a big difference in believing that Jesus Christ was a man and a Jewish rabbi and a teacher that lived on this earth and that died on a cross. If you take away the deity of God Almighty through Jesus Christ, you lose it all. Your faith should be that Jesus Christ was a Jewish rabbi teacher that came and reshaped this world and gave us repentance and redemption through the death, burial, and resurrection, and that through him we all can receive heaven. So again, there's a real big difference in having a head knowledge and a heart knowledge of God Almighty. Um, sorry, I lost my place. Proverbs 28, verse 13. Whoever, can see, whoever concerns his trespasses will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. I, Billy Fincham, am a sinner. Unfortunately, you all hear me say morning all day long. I say morning all the time. Because I have not become perfect. Because the Lord's mercy renews in the morning. And unfortunately, I use his mercy. Do I use his mercy because it abounds? No. I use his mercy because I let that old man from time to time creep up and say, hey, do what you want to do. It's okay. You're good enough. Hey, you don't have to go to church this time. It's all right. Hey, go and do what you like to do this today. Depend on yourself. Again, I, Billy Fincham, stand in front of you and unfortunately still use the Lord's mercy. But through God and through walking in the Holy Spirit and tuning into him and reading my Bible and truly understanding and having a faith that Christ lives in me and I can rely upon his understanding, not my understanding, can I go and make it through a day without sinning? Um, and I don't know who's bringing Article 5, but uh, I hope they bring that well. Um, Ezekiel 14, verse 6. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 6. 
Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent, turn away from your idols, and turn away your face from all your abominations. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. For, for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Worldly grief pr- produces death. What or whom are we relying on? Um, and I'm going to go through this really quick. Uh, I apologize. It's already uh, got about five minutes. Um, if you'll bring up that slide, Steps to Repentance. Again, I try to, to make things as simple as I can understand it um, and as simple to where I know um, how um, the thoughts in my head I can put to black and white and paper. Um, so again, this is another one of those. If you don't get anything else from tonight, if you've just sit here and heard blah, 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 Give me five minutes uh, and pay attention. Uh, So number one, recognize that God's thoughts are higher and better than Billy Fincham's thoughts. Recognize that God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You are relying upon God Almighty. So I hope that you're casting your thoughts upon Him. Uh, And the scripture that goes with that is Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For the heavens, sorry, I was trying to read with you there. Uh, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Step two, what do I do do once I recognize that I'm not relying on Billy Fincham's thoughts? What do I do from there? Uh, I acknowledge that I have a sin problem. Um... I acknowledge that, again, I've understood that there is this problem of sin that I have and to rely upon his salvation for sin, not mine. So acknowledge I have a sin problem. Luke 5, 32, I have come not to call the righteous but the sinners to repentance. Again, to know this book with a head knowledge, um, you're just a smart um, individual, Uh, To read this book and to not put faith in it, to read this book and to not believe that it's God's holy spoken word, Uh, to read this book and to believe that it's just any other history book that we have that has been passed down from generation to generation, I hope and I pray that you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit when reading this book one day. Uh, Number three, Turn from our sinful thoughts and ways. Again, once we recognize we have a sin problem, what do we do with it? First um, John uh, chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say if we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Uh, I wish that him was capitalized. Uh, I wish that his word was capitalized. There's so many times that when I read through uh, so many different um, versions of the Bible that, that the pronouns are not in the capitalization of the proper that they should be in. Um, I tell the kids all the time that um, when you're reading Scripture, know the he, the them, the they, the us, the we. Know who Scripture is actually talking about. Again, if we say that we have not sinned, we make God Almighty a liar, and his word is not in us. Um, Number four, seek to live a life devoted to the Holy Bible. Without the Holy Bible, without God's word, 
without it, how do we know what to do? How do we know how to live? How do we know how to share? And how do we know where to put our faith? Uh, Matthew 4, 4, but he answered, it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And number five, uh, rinse rather repeat. Um, repeat one through four while walking in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Galatians chapter 2, 16 through 21. But if in our endeavors to be justified in Christ, we too are found to be sinners, is Christ then the servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer who I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave, me him, gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God for the righteous through the law. Then Christ died for no purpose. Again, we are sinners. We need a Savior, and He is our saving grace. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through me. Um, he is our salvation. Um, he is above and beyond. Um, as uh, Dr. Moser talked about last, last week in, in such a short time, it's so hard to cram-packed all that Jesus Christ has done, is doing, and is going to do for us. Um, we could spend weeks up, weeks upon it. Um, again, the last scripture that I want to read to us uh, is Acts chapter 2, uh, 38 through 40. What do we do with this? Once we find it, once we come to acknowledgement of it, what are we to do with it? And again, Peter came preaching the same. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. That's us. We were far off from that day of Pentecost. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exalt them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Guys, we are in a crooked generation like never before. Um, you know, again, sin is inbounding. Sin grows upon sin. Uh, it attaches to itself. Um, but allow us to truly be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Allow us to have his word hidden in our hearts and allow us to share it with others. Um, thank you for your time. I love you guys. Hopefully uh, something was learnt. Um, before we close in prayers, anybody got a prayer request, praise reports, hallelujahs, oh me's, oh mine, sometimes why or why not? No? Somebody says so? No? All right, well, that was easy enough. I know we all have unspokens for sure. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, King of kings and Lord of lords, Creator, Alpha Omega, God, we come tonight praising your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you gave us a way to be able to repent from our sins and entrust into you. Lord, that you came and, and lived amongst men. And then you sent your spirit to live inside of us. Lord, allow us to feed that spirit man every day. Lord, allow us to be found in your word and guilty to be a Christian. 
God, as we go out, Lord, allow us to be great light bearers. Lord, allow us to go and to shine your light. Lord, allow us to go and to share your word. Lord, allow us to go, Lord, to um, not be more tolerable than you were. Lord, allow us not to tolerate things of sin. Lord, allow us to call them out. Lord, allow us to know what they are. Lord, allow us to truly hide your word in our heart. Lord, allow it to be a lamp unto our feet. Lord, as uh, I pray tonight, Lord, be with Pastor and Kim wherever they're at. Lord, allow them to have a great experience and time with you. Lord, allow them to come back, uh, Lord, and to share uh, your word with us. Father, uh, protect us. Continue to provide for us. You are sovereign God. You are awesome. We praise your holy name. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen and amen.